0: Welcome to Mandarin Baptist Church, where we are the generations declaring the redemptive story of God on everyday mission. Thank you so much for setting aside time to join us as we open scripture together. Whether this is your first time joining us or if you listen in weekly, we want you to know that we are so thankful you are here. We believe God has something for each of us today. We know God is always working and speaking, and our prayer is that this message will minister to your heart as much as it has with us. Before we get started, there are a couple things for you to know. First of all, we would love to connect with you on a deeper level and even help you take your next step of faith, whatever that might be. A great first step is joining us on campus for one of our worship gatherings on Sundays at 8.30 a.m. and 10.45 a.m. We would also love to help you get connected to one of our small groups. Regardless of what life stage we are in, we strongly believe that we were not created to go through this life alone. We need people to come alongside of us and to help point each other toward Christ and encourage a deeper pursuit of God in our lives. For more information or questions you might have, please check us out online at mandarinbaptist.org. On our website, you will find groups for every age, as well as dates for events like Discover Mandarin, which is a great way to learn a little bit more about who we are, different ministries we are involved in, and local and global missions partners. You can like, follow, and join a live stream of our Sunday services at facebook.com slash Church. So now, as we dive into Scripture today and we hear the truths of God, we pray our lives are shaped by what His Spirit will speak to us. We hope His words will be written upon our hearts and we will move toward Christ as we check out this week's message.
1: So Matt read this verse earlier. I I love when Jesus makes it so clear to us how to be engaged with where he is at work and we don't have to sit around and go, I wonder if that's something we should get engaged in. Well, pure and undefiled religion is this, that when you give care to the orphan and the widow in the midst of their distress, you're in the middle of what Jesus is up to. And so, uh, and, and by the way, there's one portion of that verse that I often leave off. And I think that by leaving it off, we kind of leave the interior life that would lead us back to caring For the widow and the orphan. And he says what's pure and undefiled is to care for the widow and orphan. And by the way, as the body of Christ to stay unstained by the world. As the people that are just saying, Lord, just stain my soul with your spirit. And then I want to be a part of what you are a part of. And so it's just beautiful to be a part of this. If you're a part of, of, can I say a part five times in one sentence? If this is home and family for you, this is our DNA. So you're just sitting around going, thank you, I love this church. If you're a guest, I just we're, we're deeply engaged in this. I want to give you two pathways to be able to just stand into this today. But before I do that, I would love to just, Matt, you mentioned the Care Portal. So one of the coolest parts of the Care Portal is it's uh, partnered us with DCF in the state of Florida. And so the government is actually saying to the churches, would you do what is pure and undefiled in the heart of Jesus? And we will give you foster or vulnerable families within a three to five mile radius to you. And by the way, we'll invite you to go to their house. Yeah, right? So when does when does the government come to the church and say we want to be about this and we want you to be the lead carriers and you can carry the gospel as you go? So glory to God, we are deeply integrated with the care portal. That's just something that we do. Um, we're integrated with one more child. That's just something and some people that we're aligned with and so that, that meet, reaches in in the next year to um, one million meals in northeast Florida that will go into food scarcity and meat needs. Glory To God, that steps into foster and adoptive care. It steps into single moms' issues. It steps into uh, multiple houses across our state that are serving women who have been trafficked. And so we're engaged in this. Glory to God. As you give to this fellowship, and many of you are already going in these endeavors, um, we're a part of Stand Sunday. It's beautiful, it's pure, it's undefiled. Um, Hadassah's Hope will be here Wednesday night. So Tammy will be standing at this platform with me telling you about a vulnerable ministry. And I cannot wait to see and eat a meal with you. I'll tell you more why in a few minutes. Um, so that's one more way that we're engaged with Hadassah's Hope. Um, there's, I have two pathways in my notes, but there's three. So Mike just told me the coolest thing. Operation Christmas Child uh, boxes are turned in no later than tomorrow, the actual dates today. But we'll try to get it down to the center tomorrow. And so our kids just in the hallway packed about 35 to 40 boxes today to go across the globe to vulnerable children with the hope of the gospel like yeah that's so cool and so um we're thankful for that so mike is standing out there and he says mark we were on the mission field in haiti for three months and um, operation christmas child and franklin graham came into our orphanage and brought the boxes i was like that is the coolest thing i've heard and so two ways including operation christmas child three ways to get engaged mark powell will be just out this door to the first room on the left Um, Over the last decade, and I may be stretching that, but over the last five to seven years, um, the ministry that we're involved with in Guatemala has moved some of their heart uh, into orphan care and actually physically building homes that are now harboring or taking care of kids that are in the foster system. We are now going to go in March and we'll be building the second home. Is that accurate, Mark? So we'll be working on the second home. And so one of the things we wanted everyone to have the opportunity to do, if you're not familiar with our partnership with Guatemala, it goes back at least 12 years, maybe 15 years. Uh, Mark Powell is both the chair of the board of this ministry as well as the lead for our church. He'll be in the missions room. We're praying for some of you to explore and maybe even today some of you to say yes to going and building in March of 2023. That's a great way to stand. So would you go hang out with Mark and say, what's going on with Guatemala? I got to hear more of the story. And some of you, the Holy Spirit has already been doing good work and prompting you to go on a mission. Would you go explore that with him? Secondly, the most impoverished country in the Western Hemisphere is Haiti. We've been partnering with Haiti for about 12 to 15 years as well. Uh, Mike Snyder is here. He will be an ambassador for Haiti. Uh, it's, it's one thing to say the most impoverished nation in the Western Hemisphere. It's another thing to talk about this past year when inflation for us has been difficult. For Haiti, it has been 36% inflation. Um, Gas prices, about $50 a gallon is the last thing that I heard when they were trying to mobilize our kids. Um, Tremendous hunger and starvation. And so I wonder if you would consider standing today and maybe you can't afford what's going on for a month. So you look at a friend and say, can we sponsor a kid together? Can our family sponsor a kid? This isn't um, any organization. I was going to say a name and it felt like I was being degraded to that. This isn't like a national organization organization. These are kids that we know. A ton of us have met them. We have held their hands. We have sung Jesus with them, and they are struggling greatly. Mike will be in the atrium. There are faces and names. This is a face that is precious to our family. It's a face and a name that we've been sponsoring for seven years now, and it's beautiful. This is Ella. Say hello to Ella. We have two Ellas in our family, one of them biological, one of them in Haiti, and we are just so thankful to be able to not only see her face, but love her. In our ministry in Cabra Haiti Mission, Mike is a part of this church. spent a decade living there, living here now, serving as the executive director of the ministry and mission. Two churches. Over 1,200 kids are in the schools in that city. If you've been a part of that for a bit, that number just blew you out of the water. We've gone from a few to a few hundred to over 1,200 children and their families being fed in schools, and we have 35 children in our orphanage currently. And so you'll be actually ministering to the 35 in the sponsorship, and you'll be ministering to the overall. So stand Sunday is today. We we don't. This is just our culture and DNA. So we're just giving you the pathway. OCC learn about Guatemala, maybe go, and sponsor a kid. You good? Let's let's stand and get after this. Um, I'm going to teach for a bit. We're going to commune around Jesus. I think if Jesus deems this pure and undefiled, you'll probably need to do something. Fair. And so um, let's let's kind of move into communion. And 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 in 1 Corinthians, we've been walking. If you're a guest through a letter of Paul to the church at Corinth. It's actually the second letter that he wrote to them. It's the first letter in the canon of Scripture. Um, The church at Corinth is a lot like any church that you've ever attended, um, they kind of ignore things at times. And so Paul came back and said, I got to write a second note because you're ignoring all the first note. So let's kind of get back and talk about this some more. And so um, I don't know, that's, that's my experience in, in church folks is that we're just working this thing out. And so um, as we're stepping in to stand opportunity, stepping in to the hope of the gospel, Paul is telling the church in 1 Corinthians, the 10th chapter, you're kind of reclaiming home. As, as we're living, if you were here last week, between the Garden of Eden and eternity, we're living in this little time and space where we on earth are reclaiming this perspective of home with Jesus and also providing that reality for others, just the body and blood of Christ bringing us together. And our goal is to live every single day as if we're at home in Christ. And maybe more importantly, this isn't on the screen, that he's at home in us. God is just sensing this dwelling that is happening between us together. And so whether we eat or drink, whatever we do, 1 Corinthians 10.31 says this, every single thing that we're about is done for the glory of God. So welcome to church. Welcome to a people who just kind of says every single thing that we're about, how we invest, how we move, how we live, how we breathe, how we live our lives. It is for the glory of God. I I don't think it reads this way on the screen, but I just put this as our aim and I kind of reworded it a bit. So whatever you read, this is my heart. Our aim as the people of Christ is reclaiming a place of belonging. So, Paul, in the midst of this sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, and tenth chapters of Corinth, are doing some corrective things and challenging things. And in chapters 10 and 11, he says to reclaim home is to step back and remember. But just pause, and, and we've been singing about it all morning. I hope your heart has just kind of been elevating, going, Thank you, Lord, for the cross. And so we're, I mean, as a people, we just constantly come in and we're having not just, this isn't like some big message out there. We're having to reclaim territory in our own soul. That's why Paul says in chapter 10 and particularly in chapter 11, you should really kind of gather around communion and Jesus and reflection often because you're going to reclaim territory of your soul that you have maybe sent out so I, I, I just love this idea as we gather today to say, Lord, whatever we're about, let it be for Your glory. Whatever we're about, help us understand that we're in this, and God, help us to understand the power of the cross. And so um, I want to pause with just like, my intensity for a moment and ask a curiosity inquiry and see if we can shape into some thoughts in First Corinthians ten. So here's my curious inquiry. I've written it down. So. Um, and would, would you just kind of look at your person in a moment and share? So you've got to listen right now. You ready? So here's, there, there are folks in this room that really love to share their plate when eating a meal. And, 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 you can't share anything yet. And there are folks that if you move your hand toward their plate, you may lose three fingers if, if you're having a meal together. So, uh, I would like to do this instead of telling them who you are, um, just look at them and say, Yes. Am I a sharer or are you going to lose your fingers? So, let's, let's go with that. Just look at your neighbor for a second, kind of establish this. <laughs> so, if I, if I can have a little transparency without losing you and our relationship. Um, I, I, I can't believe that my wife stayed with me after I learned of this in the most unhealthy manner possible. And I'm just going to leave it right there. Feel free to ask Susan any day how we established who shares and who doesn't share and how that went. And, you know, like men have this sign over our head all the time anyway. I'm just really gifted at it. And so I have this sign that just reads stupid. And wow, did I ever demonstrate that ability. If you're a guy in the room and you're offended, you just don't know. <laughs> it's there. So I was just like so terrible, like share, not share. So I'll give mine away in just a minute where I landed. So... Um, out of this questioning, did did you learn anything about your neighbor? Like some of your your spouse, did you already know? Just looking over at you guys. So I, I had the chance to go to Central Asia. Uh, we partnered for five years with with um, a nation there, and uh, it was it was glorious. This nation was part of the Greater USSR for a long season, and then as things just started to break apart and mend, and all of those opportunities for the gospel were so rich and so. Um, in the early 2000s, mid-2000s, we spent five or six years just back and forth. And um, this nation was tucked kind of right in the middle of about, I don't know, at least six nations. And um, that, that was magnanimous in itself. And, uh, and just, it was just beautiful. Uh, we would be able, because that's true, um, the, the joy of eating in that country was magnanimous. And so um, there was not a lot. We did a ton of cultural training as we prepared to go because that's critically important. There are very small things that you can do, particularly what I'm doing right now, even unintentionally, with my left hand that would be immensely um, um yeah, it would be so offensive. And so let's use it right here. So, so there was just this, there were so many cultural things that we were learning. Um, but they didn't tell me all the goodness that was coming my way. Um, for instance, um, we ate out once, but eating in homes was an affair. So like you would go at six and leave about 12. And, and it was absolutely beautiful. It's so relational. Like as opposed to here, they hang out. And there's no, by the way, they hang out and they don't check their phone every five minutes. They literally sit and share life together. And so, and then it will start like with this really simplistic thing in the home. And this is going to get too long if I don't button it down. So would y'all look and say, hurry up, Mark. Come and bring the story, but get, get to it. And so like it would start with like little M&Ms or whatever it was in that country, little nuts. And it would go all the way through to the very ending. One of my favorite parts that I didn't learn early on, there's no silverware. So, um, so one of the things when you get the soupy mix with uh, with the rice, you kind of do your like this, bring it up, and and this is awesome. You can you can literally suck the flannel of your shirt for two weeks and have a meal ongoing. It's just running down your arm. It's so glorious. And so we're we're going on and on. I'm with I'm with my friends. And we went to eat at one restaurant. They said, we have to take you. This is a particular restaurant from a particular nation. And so we all went in and um, we sat down. And then there's this, this beautiful thing that happened. There's no ordering. Nothing like this. We're sitting with about 15 of us in the middle of a restaurant. They just bring the will of joy. And they set the wheel of joy right in the middle of us. And you just turned the wheel. And you could, spices, potatoes, uh, rices, varying rices, meats, of which they said, don't ask. <laughs> Don't ask what it is. It's delightful. Just partake in the will of joy. I was in heaven. I was just scooping in and magically it rolls back in. It was absolutely beautiful. I got home and I looked at my wife and I said, I have found my people. It's like the restaurant of the common table, you know? I said in Takaloo yesterday, I was so excited. We made it to the common table and nobody would join us. It was so depressing. I was waiting for the families to reach in and say, we're with you. We're enjoying this. And so I know in this room that there's a lot of you that looked and said, if you reach over, I will rip your fingers off and put them up your nose. I know that. And and you're okay. I'm not going to move your teeth. All right. But I do want to read a passage for you so that spiritually you will recognize that you have to be a plate chair. Keep your food. But here's what Paul says. If you read through, we've been digesting 1 Corinthians 10. They're just wrestling with what to eat. They're wrestling with what to drink. They're wrestling with their decisions. They're wrestling with all of these things. And here's what Paul said in verses three and four. They all, if you could highlight a word, I would circle that in my Bible because it just seems to come up about the people of Jesus over and over. They all ate the same spiritual food, they all drank the same spiritual drink. These are my people. They're all sharing this life together for they drank from the spiritual rock that followed them. And that rock was Jesus Christ. I, I don't know in all of my journeys through, you know, Bible drill, Awana, you name it. I don't know why this isn't a memory verse that is defined for the body of Christ. So I just want to throw it out there that perhaps many of us in this room should adopt 1 Corinthians 10, 3 and 4 and say, Lord, there's something important about the shared body and blood of Jesus. And that every single one of us, all of us are going to be remembering and remembering and remembering the rock upon which we stand. I was blown up in my soul having read this verse over and over. And then Garrett follows the Holy Spirit because I didn't tell him I was reading this verse. I was blown up by the image of the cross sitting at the top of the Alps. I just was, this is the rock upon which we stand as the followers of Jesus. And we're just in this room looking at each other going, where else would we boast except that Christ is risen? Christ is sufficient. Christ is enough. Pass me that plate. I want to feast on this together. I want us to roll in and shout hallelujah to the king of glory together. We sit down at the table with Jesus at the center to quote Cam of it all. The one who experienced all temptation and yet is pure. Pure. The one who was pursued by everything that the church at Corinth and the church at Mandarin has been pursued by. Whether whether it be idols, misguided passions, flawed allegiances, heart-wrenching betrayal. And here's what's written of Jesus and why our confession should be Jesus. Jesus. Because these two words, he was without sin. He just ventured through and 1 Corinthians 10 says, so you're gonna be faced with temptation that you might overcome if you will place all of who you are and all of what you are and all of you centered in this, then you drink of the spiritual food so that the spiritual rock whose name is Jesus is the place where you stake your territory. Man, this is good for the church. I mean, we got anchors all over the place. This is a beautiful day to allow the word of Christ to dwell within us and a beautiful day for us even now to either start pulling up anchor or some of us just need to pull out the knife and cut the rope. Lord, I want nothing defining me but the rock of Jesus Christ. We sit down at the table with this with the one who never caved. And we participate in this meal with him. And here's what we're doing as the church. We're recentering. We're, we're, we're reclaiming home. We're, we're in this beautiful movement of belonging and home and life and purpose. And we look at each other and fulfill First Corinthians 10. As we just gain more perspective about this. Follow us. And you'll find home. This is why Jesus said to partake together often. This sentence blew me up last week, so I'll just share it again. We're at home in Christ on our way home, and if you remember from last week, as we just went through a doctrinal theological reality of we lost home in the sin and fall of Adam and Eve, and we gained home through the body and the blood of Jesus Christ. Glory to God in Christ, let us remember. So I move toward conclusion and sharing and communion together. Henry Cloud, in a book I'm reading right now, um, I've forgotten the name of it. Replenishing, replenish, something of that nature. He writes of nine life lessons, and I would like for us to posture our souls before the body and blood of Christ in remembrance and in preparation. And so I would like to just share this with you, and then we're going to partake together. One of the principles, he said, is entitled, um, play the movie. Every scene in the movie, our lives, kind of emotional wellness, soul wellness, every scene in the movie is moving toward a final scene. Said differently by Andy Stanley, direction, not intention, will determine your destination every time. And a lot of us are looking around going, how did I get here? Well, direction, not intention, will determine your destination every single time. The plot line is unfolding. If you've got an end of the story that you long for, decisions today are going to affect the end of the story. So play the movie. Understand where we are. Reclaim home today. Re-anchor in the body and the blood of Jesus today. This is really the joy of what it means to be a part of communion. There's a plot unfolding. The final scene is being shaped and determined by earlier scenes. I need to determine what is my final scene. Here's Henry Cloud on the screen. Here's how he kind of unpacks it for us a bit. And um, this won't be the only time you hear this. So just buckle up. We'll play the movie a lot as we talk about things. Play the movie means to never see any individual action as a singular moment in time. Any one thing you do is shaping a larger film. And that's beautiful. So I want to play the movie. I wonder, um, I wonder if the first question isn't this. So what's your final scene? I have two, one now and one happening soon. My final scene um, is also in that nation on the same week that I, um, I placed my hands at the Wheel of Joy. So at 1 o'clock, we're, we're going out. They tell us, and they don't really get the details of why, but I got it live and in person. It was remarkable. So at 1 o'clock, we slide out. We meet with one of the house churches that that's what we call now in America, Secret Church. We meet with one of the house churches, sit down by a river. We share a meal together. Go figure. It's 1 a.m. May your small group rise up and share meals together at 1 a.m. And then we share communion together, which was also beautiful. Then we sang together. And remember, this: I, I got nothing. This is all going on in another language. I'm just watching going, this is amazing. This is beautiful. And um, it's, it's not singing like we just did, um, loud and joyful. It's just quiet because there's significant implications so it's just quiet rejoicing over King Jesus. And, and by the way, um, to give a little perspective of what I'm about to say, it's snowing and there's ice on the ground. And so um, when that f- finishes, they start to like pull some clothes off and they're going into the water. And I'm like, I looked at my missionary friend and like, I don't really want to swim. <laughs> I mean, I've acclimated to your snow the last two weeks, but It's chilly. He said, we're not not swimming. We're about to baptize. Oh, my gosh. So we went out, watched friends in a persecuted nation say yes to Jesus, immersing themselves underwater, rising up to new life, declaring the wonder of Christ. If I could draw for you a final scene that I long to have played over and over in my life, that's it. I want to stand in as many opportunities of winning people to the great glorious grace and knowledge of Jesus as possible. I want to stand in scene after scene. So if this can get really personal, on Wednesday night, we're going to eat a meal together. We might sing a song or two together. We're going to stand beside the baptismal waters together. And we, as the body of Christ, are going to play out the final scene again. And I pray that we do that again and again. And again, because Christ has died. Glory to God in Christ. And he has risen. Glory to God in Christ. Our belonging. I want to say this sentence and and then let's eat together. We place our trust at this table in the fidelity of Jesus, not in our fidelity to Jesus. And that's so important. I think that's on the screen. It's available if it's not. We're coming to the table understanding that we contribute nothing other than faithing our lives at the table. We come to the table in the fidelity, the assertiveness, the unfettered passion of the cross of Jesus Christ, not In our fidelity to Jesus. Paul was talking to the church at Corinth, and he might as well have been talking to the church at Mandarin. I know that you're a wanderer. I know that you're coming home, and I know that this is a round table of grace and goodness. Put your hands in and allow the mercy of the blood of Christ to flow down your arms. This is a table of grace, this is a table of fidelity. This is a table of power and beauty, and he accommodates us to himself even in our rebellion church at Corinth, even in our rebellion church at Mandarin. Welcome to the table of Jesus. Okay, bad news for half of you. What we're about to do has to be shared. It has to be. I'm not going to ask you to physically pass your cracker and have somebody lick it, so rest easy. It just has to be. So I, I said in the first service because I actually said this, so I'll say it now. So as you take communion, and I immediately said, I have such a failed view of the theology of communion because I actually think that it's about you or me. Communion is us. Communing with Jesus. And that's what Paul's saying to the church at Corinth. As we share in this all, A-L-L, of communion, we're sharing all of this together because we are all the body of Christ. And so we're coming to this communion table in all, A-W-E, for all in this room. And here's what he says in 1 Corinthians 10, 17. If you'll just hang out in this passage and get through the weeds, there's so much good in 1 Corinthians 10. In 1 Corinthians 10, 17 and around it, he says, there is one bread and we who are many are one body since all of us share one bread. So again, I'm so sorry for those that are breaking fingers. We are sharing this in Christ and we are one together for the glory of the cross. And when Jesus came with his people, he says, there is one bread. We who are many are one body And he sat with the disciples and he took a very standard unleavened piece of bread and just broke it and said, out of this one bread, I want for many of us to come into oneness, unity. And they just broke off and broke off and celebrated this. For us, we're in a post-viral era, so we're holding our one bread. If you'll do this with me uh, and lift hold it liquid down, I would just love to be as personal as I can with this in the sharing of a sacred, sacred moment. Um, If you have not picked up a communion element there in the back on both sides, I'm going to pause in just a second and allow you to rest in Jesus. So feel free to stand up and get one. And I just want to begin this way. We're reclaiming who we are, as people of Christ. Reclamation often means repentance. Reclamation often means prioritization. Reclamation always means Jesus is all. Everything.
0: Thank you again for listening in to what God is doing here at Mandarin. We hope this is just the beginning to the gospel conversations we have and will share in through our weeks. We never want this to be the end of what God is doing, but just another launching pad for His glory and renown to be central in our lives and relationships. Again, we would love to help you take your next step of faith, possibly here with us as part of our Mandarin faith family. You can visit us online at mandarinbaptist.org and facebook.com slash church to see what your next step of faith could be. We thank you again for joining us, and we hope to see you soon.